You're listening to CGM Lounge. Welcome, welcome back. This is Common Ground Management, CGM Live. Of course, you know, CGM Lounge, sorry, it's live live broadcast, but the podcast is called CGM Lounge. Of course, you know, we got Linda on the track. That's her That's her, her drop. Mm. You know, we're going to rock with it. The special, special guest today. I know I say it every week, but it's a triple, quadruple special because um, we have somebody that actually went through our course. She got her business launched. She quit a very lucrative job. She went crazy, then came back. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Still going just, just crazy. Just joking. But I'm super excited because around this time last year, we were talking with this phenomenal young lady and... You know, she was really nervous about going into the game, but she's learned so much. So I won't take away from your introduction. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. So uh, my name's Jen Hope. Uh, I'm the owner operator of Puzzle So Hard, mm-hmm. a modern jigsaw puzzle company. We are trying to provide folks with an opportunity to slow down, kind of focus their attention away from screens, except right here. Except for that one. Um, And chatter, (laughs) and then also just connect with themselves and with people around them, Um, and do that through puzzling. We make cool puzzles that we connect. We make cool puzzles, and she has me doing puzzles while interviewing. I doing puzzles. So you know, you know that doesn't fit. I'm not smart enough to do that and talk at the same time. It's like, does that fit? So. What is a puzzle really, but just making it all, putting it together, right? That's exactly Does it right. have to exactly putting fit? all the pieces together. It's better if it does. It does? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but you can probably tell me why getting the right pieces to fit, fit together right. is better for long-term success. So I'll interview you while you put your own puzzle yeah, together. Yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that. Not I'm not about puzzle. it. Half the, pieces, <laughs> half the pieces are turned up upside down and everything. So today's episode is about passion, purpose, and values. So I want to kind of jump out of Puzzle So Hard first and go back to January 2018 and what you were doing then and what your decision was like to leave what you had going on. So if you don't mind telling people about what were you doing for a career before Puzzle So Hard? Um, So I was a civil rights attorney. Um, I worked with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which is an agency with the federal government, Mm -hmm. um, where I enforced federal legislation that prohibited discrimination in the employment context. Um, I'd been an attorney for about 10 years um, and didn't totally hate it. Um, But, you know, life has a way of kind of creeping in um, to everything that you do. And my life, my personal life, kind of did that. A lot going on, Mm -hmm. family, friends. Um, You know, and I just was, it was a lot, you know. And with the law, it's not untrue, the stereotype about lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So oftentimes I was finding myself fighting really meaningless fights about documents and about things that just weren't even moving the needle, at least you know, in my eyes, on the things that I cared most about, which were people and, you know, anti-discrimination work. So, um, you know, during that, the preceding two years, I had started to kind of try and figure out, like, how do I chill out? I was a ceramicist, I did artwork, but that takes a lot of time. And one summer, I found puzzles, and, you know, I walked by a table at a friend's place, and there was a puzzle, and I picked up a piece, and I was like, oh, where did this go? <laughs> <laughs> and then one piece turned into ten pieces, turned into three hours, um, and it just became of this um, enveloping activity. And while I was doing it, I was more focused on colors and patterns and an image as opposed to... Um, you know, stressing about all of the myriad of things that are always going on in all of our lives. Um, so I kind of toyed around, like, oh, wouldn't that be fun to do a puzzle company? Because what month was yeah, that? What year? That was probably um, that was probably in like twenty, I guess twenty fourteen or so. I oh, found so puzzles. Years, yeah. yeah, and then probably like, twenty seventeen was when I was like, man, I am so tired of doing these corny landscapes <laughs> and like cheesy puzzles of bears drinking coffee or kittens playing with yarn um and there's just so much great art out there um from awesome oftentimes under recognized or underserved artists um or types of art um that i thought would make really dope puzzles um 
So I kind of thought about it, and I talked to my partner a little bit about it, and yeah, that's right. Um, and you know, I just kind of started looking into like what would it take to to do a puzzle company, and um, I guess around October. Uh, September, I was at a friend's wedding. And if you've ever been to the desert in California, mm-hmm. I have never been. Um, it's a pretty magical place. And um, I woke up, first light, and went out. You know, it was just like a handful. It was me and my partner, and went out. And the, the light that comes above the, the mountains mm-hmm. was just the most spectacular thing I had ever seen. It was just this gradient of you know the earth like spinning towards the sun and venus is there and i was like these i want to make puzzles like this i want to make puzzles that that feel this good um and that look this good and so we got one still um this puzzle is extremely difficult (laughs) it's so hard yeah watching me do something i have no Um, idea i've never put a puzzle in Um, yeah, so I went back and kind of, as um, I think you probably figured out pretty soon about me, I like to crunch numbers, and uh, just worked on some numbers, and I was like, cool, I need like nine months to a year. And this was, <laughs> what month was that? Was this that was in October. October of 2017? 2017, 2017, yeah, that's right. Um, and then, uh, you know, I kept doing research and, you know, industry research and um, just research into kind of what was what was already in the market, like yeah. what would it take. And then New Year's hit, and I'm not a big New Year's resolution person. I just, I think it gives us way too many excuses not to do awesome stuff throughout the year. Yeah, what's up? I'm not going to tell you that. That's not fit. And uh, yeah, and on my, number one on my list was quit my job. And... I was like, oh, well, I keep not okay, right. that. Um, <laughs> I quit, obviously quit the puzzle business. He's like, mercy, mercy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, oh, look at that. Um, you made it. You know, it's a cheat so, code. <laughs> I know, it's true. Um, and, you know, all of the, the die cuts are the same. But, uh, yeah, so it was number one on my list. I went to, like, a New Year's Day gathering, and I met, like, these two awesome women. Like, one woman was in tech, mm-hmm. and another woman was, like, some investor in, like, new technology. And I was like, well, puzzles are old tech. Uh, <laughs> and they were just, like, they were just inspiring. And so I went home, and I, like, like crunch numbers again and I didn't talk to my partner or anything I just um, the following week I went in and just gave notice and this is what month? This is in January. January 2018. Yeah. So initially I had like, oh, I'll wait until June or July mm-hmm. of 2018 and wait till I do more research, get my ducks in a row, save some more money, do all these things. Um, and then I just got impulsive, which was not, is not generally typically me. Um, yeah, and I quit my job. And then I went, oh, what do I do? <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> um, and then I cut up a little piece of paper. Um, actually, that day, that day, that same day, um, my partner sent me a text that was like, I love you, quit your job, puzzle so hard. But, and you didn't tell I hadn't told that him. person. Yeah, yet. that's right. I wow. hadn't told him. And and then uh, I, I cut up like a piece of paper that I had written, I just gave notice on, yeah. and put it on a card, and I immediately like left work <laughs> and went to my partner's place of work, where you were, yeah. um, and uh, gave the card, and I opened it, and it was just, oh my gosh, yeah. And then terror kind of. So, Creeped in, yeah, definitely. A little bit. So that's a great transition because yeah. we, um, so we knew we knew you while you were an attorney, and then mm-hmm. we were kind of there when you made the the uh, announcement that you were leaving, and then um, your partner was like, "Hey, you should take these class with these guys because they do <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they do something. I don't know what they do, but they got this class." <laughs> And, and so our book, our class is based on this, the manual that we wrote, Welcome to the Jungle, and the first page is like, imagine yourself stranded in a place you've never been, and like utter fear just drops in, so. And I was like, hey. hey that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> so now we're in the puzzle so hard. So yeah. why the name puzzle so hard, and then 
what about the business model excited you enough that you wanted to actually try it and, and quit the job? I mean, we got to talk about how much you were making as an attorney, but I'm sure it was like something that could pay the bills and Definitely. there was some sustainability there, like shelter at least. So yeah. what about Puzzle Harbor is like, okay, numbers wise, this works. Like, what did you see? Um, well, I mean, it's, it, it is all numbers. Like, yeah. So when you look at the cost of production and you look at um, the cost of getting it to market, although I made some assumptions that weren't, mm, um, <laughs> that were, you know, on the money and we can talk about that yeah, like, yeah. and how you kind of pivot in order to kind of make up for bad assumptions like mm -hmm. early on. Um, well, let me go back to Puzzle So Hard. So the name Puzzle So Hard, um, I did want to create puzzles that were a little more difficult than what I was finding on the market that were challenging but still doable. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, but I also wanted to be, you know, kind of of this time. So it's not just puzzles so hard, it's puzzles so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, like kind of go big or go home type of kind of mentality. I wanted it to be more reflective of today and right. not just kind of, we make puzzles. Um, Real quick, guys, we always talk about uh, entrepreneurship as a synonym for application. So when Jen came in, she was probably the most prepared person we ever saw. Yeah. Like every number, like had legal fees and had like her salary broken out. You saved up a nice amount of money to jump into the pool. So like as far as shelter was concerned, research, mm -hmm. having uh, you know enough money to kind of last and and get the business off the ground for at least the first year. Everything was all in, but we just kept seeing her recite, like, this is what I found on research, and I got to go back to do more study, and I got to do... And so my, our partner, Race, and I were just like, okay, cool. Forget about that part, because that's already locked in. But like you said, what about it? Like, what about the brand? What about the experience that people will have? And so I think that's where you kind of took off, and we found that what the puzzle industry is really, you know antiquated is like old companies that have like these old designs and mm -hmm. they, they don't engage with the consumers their, their content isn't really unique so over the i guess from january to before you launched what was like the biggest thing that you learned on how to like get it to market and and, and what you what was your strategy going to be to get people to buy your puzzles as opposed to any old puzzle because like puzzles are everywhere right yeah so. i mean i think it goes to why people the reasons why people decide to buy on any website. Like, yeah. I'll use websites even though I have physical products. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go to a janky website and you're like, I am not dropping my credit <laughs> card on this site. Like, yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's not just like, how good does your product look? Product look? And I think we made like, a really nice looking product. Yeah. But it's also like this credibility factor. Mm -hmm. You know? And that isn't something that you can establish within a week or within a month and no. it takes a real it takes investment you mm -hmm. know um so it was the credibility factor of like oh i can't just have a product and have it ready because it's not just about the product it's not just it about the product it's not just about the product um and so like i mean we talked a little bit of backstage um <laughs> <laughs> in the green in, in the, the green, green room, room. <laughs> <laughs> about um you know social media and stuff like that and you know we don't social media at puzzles so hard. Um, we, you know, everything that we do is like is super organic. You know, we don't pay for followers. We don't pay for likes. Like we don't pay. For, yeah, um, um, and you know, so but that takes a lot to get there to get people to trust you mm -hmm. and to like your content. Mm -hmm. um, and that is what about brand identity. I think you posted something yesterday about all these things oh, yeah, that are the brand, brand identity. Yeah. So there's like brand identity and there's like value propositions. Like our value proposition is we make cool puzzles, it's how we connect. Like mm -hmm. we want to provide this like cool forum for people to like get down with one another. But you know, our our brand identity is still has to be has to embody that coolness. But that doesn't happen like oh, and, nice. yeah. yeah, and it's also, you know, when people like yours, you want them to tell other people. So it's a whole network and a web that I didn't fully appreciate mm -hmm. um, when I first started. So we were just talking about like a lot of thing that a lot of things that go unnoticed um, in the beginning for prepping for a business. And we always, our company, Common Ground, when I say we, we always talk about the products like the last thing. And we talked about that a lot yeah. in, your, in our class with you. Like, it doesn't, the thing that you sell isn't the thing that you're selling. Yeah. This is what you produced. That's what the transaction is going to be based on. Mm -hmm. But you're selling something far 
greater than that this like invisible product and you guys at puzzle so hard like you mentioned you created like a look so we're gonna use this art we're gonna be vibrant your personality bleeds through the, the company as well um so just kind of touch back a little bit back on like how did you designate or identify like what the brand values are going to be um for the company that can communicate to the consumer so they want to buy from you like how was that process for you uh well two things first i want to say y- you did very ardently like communicate like it's not about the product but it's so different to hear it and then when you like really really actually do it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think like because you did say that and i you know and I heard it, and we talked about it a lot, but I don't think that I really got it until like we're you're down the line, like because you're like yeah, but in your mind you make these assumptions, like but if it is cool, people are gonna gonna want it. <laughs> I mean, first of all, we're talking about puzzles, puzzles. so. <laughs> um, but then like you know, so, but it was like how how do we embody like values like Mm -hmm. i mean i guess it's something we're trying to do every day day. you know but it is about i mean it's always about relationships Mm -hmm. you know like and kind of the people that you surround yourself with so in building and again this this is something that develops over time um you know you build strong relationships with people like you value it's not a value that you always name it's the value that you give to the people around you and the products that you're making so we pay our artists that's a value yeah like you can get and some 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 of our images like we get like free although with every instance like um you know so this is Farid Rueda he's a Mexico City based artist although he's in probably Cancun and um Italy more often Mm -hmm. um and you know we reached out to a lot of artists and like even the artists that we couldn't get a hold of whose artwork we used um, we wanted to pay them right. and we wanted to pay them in line with the artist guild and we wanted to make sure that like we valued their work because yeah, sure. obviously like this is this is the only reason why we exist um, relationships I work with uh, my twin brother he helps me with uh, manufacturing um, and that's like been a great relationship where we both like learned a lot about the puzzle industry about yeah. manufacturing um, he comes with a lot more knowledge than I do um, and I know these these seem tertiary, but they're really like part of the fabric of puzzles so hard because we've extended that into like our wholesale relationships yeah. and all of these other relationships that we're building with customers. Customers love like I do handwritten notes for every single order. Yeah, every order gets a handwritten note yeah. if it's from Puzzle So Hard. We also have an Amazon site that doesn't, but I still follow up in writing yeah. with everybody. Um, and I do hope that that's something that we get, we can sustain, you know, um, even as we grow, um, because those connections really are, you really have to embody that. And it's a connection at every single level of your business. Yeah. That, and so when people talk about passion and purpose, it's very, it's very cool to start a business off of passion, but you find out really early and, and very soon and sometimes abruptly like, okay, my passion for this isn't going to generate a net sale. So some, somewhere down the line, you got to figure out, okay, yeah, I'm passionate about this thing. It's really important to me. How do I make it important to consumers? How right. do I make it relevant to consumers? And um, one thing that we talked about in the class uh, that we had, the eight sessions that we did last year, was the different, I guess, sales points that you can have, like your website, mm-hmm. Amazon, yeah. um, wholesaler. So you had, a, you had a viewpoint then. How has the viewpoint changed a year later like where are we at now as compared to where you wanted where you thought you were going to be like 12 months ago yeah I mean it's changed dramatically yeah. I think initially because of the numbers and the return on, on investment and stuff like that I was like direct sales only that's our jam we'll do very like limited in-store stuff mm-hmm. and a year later we're like <laughs> nah not only I mean we still do a lot of business but we're way more like we're branching out way more into wholesaling and yeah. way quicker than yeah. I thought we would yeah. initially I was like nah I just want to do direct sales and stuff but that's just not one that's not how the customers that we want to reach are buying like yeah. it's you know you have to be listen to kind of what they're telling you and we're on Amazon now and I don't did we talk about Amazon when I we was... We talked about it a bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was really... I didn't want to do Amazon. No, I, I remember. Yeah, I, I, I didn't yeah. think, like... 
because you couldn't have like the con you couldn't have the contact information from the customers. yeah you can't have the contact I mean a whole slew of things yeah. and also you know I didn't want to go with like the big corporate giant like and um, but the reality is is that I think a new study came out for you know the new holiday and I think in 2019 50 percent of all retail will be done Amazon. through Amazon yeah. and if you ignore that market like you do so at your peril um, and so I decided I was going to do like kind of little baby steps with Amazon and I put like three puzzles I think I put our street art yeah. uh, series on and then I you know put the space puzzle on and my one of my space puzzles just has taken off I mean um, and we're not doing massive amounts but we're doing like mid you know four figures like since January yeah. and it's a lot and it's taken on kind of a life of its own and you know, if you have your own trademark, which I recommend that you do, sure, um, if you sure. can, uh, through Amazon, wink, you can wink, wink, wink. <laughs> you can register your brand and start like a storefront. Yeah, and that's been really helpful again with that credibility component, yeah. which feels crazy that like you know, but also with with sales. So that's been um, a really surprising. Um, surprising component and I think um, I feel like you posted like a lot of uh, things this week that like spoke to me one about brand identity and you know the seven lessons like the Nipsey lessons you know yeah, and shout out Nip, yeah Nip. and and you know one of those was like not being afraid to do all the, you have to do all the work all the work kind of thing. and yeah. also keep learning and those communicate those contacts in that community and like yeah. the people that um, you live for or you work with and who really like make all of this stuff happen um, but the hardest thing and something that I think is really like weaved into what the jungle does as well as all of these things and what pivoting really makes you confront is that I am my business but my business is not me and that's, you can't say that loudly enough or enough for people to hear it like, but just re repeat it one more time so for I, the folks in the back <laughs> I am my business but my business is not me yeah. And that means making decisions that I don't necessarily like, yeah. but I know that are better for my business. business to grow. So I am, you know, currently uh, manufacturing overseas. I'm talking to a U.S. manufacturer, and I would love to bring manufacturing here. Yeah. I initially tried and couldn't get folks to do my box and do all of these things, and so and I still can't do that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about and looking at changing things that I love about our product. Because I know that for the most part, that's not why people buy my product. Yeah. Um, you still have to do more research. Like I'll still talk to customers and say, yeah. like, is this a factor for you? Um, but you know, making decisions that are best for the company that I maybe don't like or don't want to do right. is like it's it's where that tension comes in, and that's when you know you're like, you know, making better decisions because <laughs> you don't like them all. It's that clash, <laughs> like like you said. 12 months ago, when we sat in, in the room for two months, you know, eight Saturdays, no no doubt about it, the intelligence was there, the passion was there, the purpose was there. Um, that's for anybody, though. Then you met me. Well, no, okay. I'm just saying, like, this for anybody. Everybody's going to have, like, everybody's initial idea is going to be energetic and, enthousi and, yeah. and enthused. And then what you got to take off and take away is like, okay, but this isn't about you. Yeah. Like, yeah, the business started from you, but the business isn't going to live because you want it to live. It's going to live because consumers understand it and they're going to buy. They're going to consume it because there's something that's valuable to them. But a lot of times, like you said, people with their business, the thing that's in the way is just the things so, that they want to do yeah, yeah. like 100 and so like with manufacturing you may want it to have a certain feel touch type but if it costs too much you're jeopardizing the business you know so there's a lot of things that we learn more about ourselves i think mm -hmm. in business than than we do in any other thing right now currently uh, you know in our culture i think entrepreneurship allows us to look in the mirror and really face like the reality is like damn this isn't this isn't about me. I gotta learn to take the foot off the pedal here or adjust there. So I'm I'm happy to hear that because you just sent me a text like the the other day. Uh -huh. A thousand units sold. Yeah, no, 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 a thousandth order. A thousandth order. Yeah, we sold about two thousand units. Uh, excuse, excuse, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, the thousandth unique order. Yeah. And so we're just barely. You just started selling in November. Yeah, I mean, we had a few pre-orders, pre but we had product in November, mid-November, November. and then yeah, so. 
we had our first holiday and then yeah we've been five out of the six months five out of the past six months we've been revenue positive yeah um which is we're dope. super lean like that's the key you know and also like you know it, it's not just because i'm selling well like i also like there's a privilege involved in that like i was able to like save a little money and yeah. i do have a partner that i can rely on so yeah. like I don't think that that's normal. Like, I don't pay myself yet. I'm actually gonna, I think, start paying myself soon, which is pretty exciting. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Still really lean. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's a lot that kind of goes into all of it. But um, that was the shelter. You had that. Totally. You had that already known. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when we talk about entrepreneurship and that's step one, finding shelter that we mm-hmm. talked about in class, everybody's not gonna have a brother that's in manufacturing yeah. and storage and fulfillment yeah but that's your if that's the secret arrow you got in your you know in your bow then use it if you have somebody that's can, that can support you use it if those aren't the cases then you have to have a different tactic to get off the ground mm-hmm. so everybody's situation is always going to be completely different some people have a million dollar trust fund and their business fails so it Do doesn't you have their names so yeah <laughs> i need them too right so it's <laughs> The shelter part just just establishes where your starting point is going to be. Yeah. As long as you are realistic about where you're starting from, I think, you know, it's all is fair once you get in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dope thing that I love about Puzzle So Hard is I think not only is it that you put a lot of passion into the work and, and the architecture of the brand, but you also learned other skills that you didn't want to learn and so can we talk about how that's that's helped you survive the game too so you didn't want to do anything social media related you want to do anything like no so what are some things that you did to get artists like from other countries to be like yo word i'm gonna do some art for you or to help the brand distribute content listen along with the again you sell this this is the transaction but you developed a whole other set of skill sets to do so um also show this this is uh fiance Knowles, who's danielle (laughs) clove she's a south african thread artist yeah (laughs) (laughs) um she's based out of cape town and um you know this is like a threat part of our thread art series but yeah i I definitely was not down with (laughs) social media and did not want to engage i didn't feel confident at it i and sometimes i still don't even though you know you fight that like yeah. i mean it's part of the um, the whole imposter syndrome that we all go through mm-hmm. or a lot of us go through um but um it was also clear because you read every single you know e-commerce and retailer and startup guide that you can possibly get your hands on mm-hmm. and i mean we're social media is where it's at and nobody else is going to do it <laughs> so just gotta, you gotta get in. take the reins and you have to learn how to do that stuff um so but i mean again it goes back to like reaching out to people like i remember talking to a friend who uh, knew someone who owned another puzzle company and they got this license for this very high profile like artist mm-hmm. and uh i was he, he asked this person like how did you get them and their response was i just asked <laughs> And sometimes it is just asking. Sometimes it, it takes a lot to, like, get the courage to feel like, oh, this is a worthy idea. Um, but and, and talk yourself out of talking yourself out of it. Yeah. Um, and just being like, just ask. Yeah, this, they're, you know, well-renowned, like, well-known artists. Like, but you can ask. They're also cool people. And yeah, that also, person first. Yeah, man first, a woman first. Absolutely. And also... I mean, but what you did, I thought this was... Um, oh, the story I told you? Yeah, well, Race isn't... No, 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 uh, the video. Oh, the video, the yeah, video, so yeah. so Race isn't here because he was really, like, the impetus it's behind it. But, yeah. you know, I had been reaching out to artists and not getting any response. And uh, Race Rollins, um, who's part of Common Ground, he... Um, was like, well, you gotta, you gotta do videos. You have to. That's how people communicate now. And I'm like, I'm not doing a video because oh, I hate being on camera. Um, and just do this video. Um, and I, I even forget the name of the app that I've been using. But um, and so I recorded a video in, in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> I did it in Spanish, which. Yes, Pinol no es perfecto. Um, and uh, I sent it, and th- I got a response back uh, almost immediately. Um, and so that was the proof. That was like the proof of concept that we talked about a couple weeks yeah. ago. Like. Um, yeah, and there are multiple levels of proof of concept, yeah. and in each plateau, you kind of have to like pivot again, like you know. And um, 
Yeah, so that was like an early kind of like, oh, someone said yes? Like, oh, okay, um, this is amazing. Um, and then another person said yes, and then another person said yes. Um, and so that was super exciting. Um, small wins, small yeah, wins in the business. It like, is they small mean wins. a lot. They mean um, a lot. Well, I think that's another thing that's super important. I'm very impatient, and I'm mm. like, how am I not earning seven figures every year <laughs> all the time? Um, first, it's puzzles. <laughs> Second, also, like, it takes time it to do to really invest and value the values, and um, yeah, that takes that takes a lot of time, mm. and so. You know, I started getting into this bad habit of saying but after every accomplishment. You know, oh. like, hey, um, this this artist just signed on, but I really need three more. Yeah. Um, instead of that weight on. Yeah. Extra weight on. Yeah, the extra weight. So, even last this week, you know, two days ago, I had my one thousandth order, and my initial reaction was, oh, I have my one thousandth order, but you know, I really should be at this point right now. That's crazy. Can we? I mean, I just want to like emphasize that a little bit more because, you know, we deal with a lot of startup companies. Everybody's impatient. Everybody wants to get. Mm-hmm. To, so, guys, like what she just said was was really crazy because we have a tendency to put down our own accomplishments, mm-hmm. like to dumb them down. Oh, I just did this, but and whatever qualifier we want to throw after that, whether it's somebody else's thing or what we think in our mind is supposed to happen, like that's that's really deep that you said that like you know you put a butt after everything you do there's this we watch um what's that game of thrones is that what that's in yeah and they said anytime yeah. you say the word, anything anything, anything before the word but doesn't start. count yeah. anything, <laughs> yeah. anything after, after oh, that's the but, truth yeah yeah, negates, yeah totally and so that's totally and, will, you're, and you're killing your, you're just killing your own like you're killing your own vibe yeah. a little bit well that's why especially as um if you're solo which i I work solo on yeah. a daily basis. That you surround yourself with really strong folks, like people who won't blow smoke up your ass, yeah. who will tell you, like, no, that's big. Like, you need to take stock and be like appreciative and also value what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, and don't conflate like being excited about one thing with not seeing that there's a still plan there's that has to be implemented yeah. and like a future that that is to be had um so that's been really important and you know we're all in and you should be in online forums with other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. i'm in you know one really large online forum that's all women and trans and non-binary like individuals who are starting businesses and goes back to this imposter syndrome like my success can't possibly be real because I still haven't done all of these other things and haven't met all like these what? other goals like even you know oh 1000th order isn't proof of concept just yet <laughs> you know like I, I still need to do That's all these other so things or I'm waiting until I get this PO and then is this real or is did I only get this because I did this thing and you know and I don't know so part of it's just not believing not believing that yeah, the thing that you illusions. did was because of the work that you put in. Already, yeah. And most of the time it is. But that's why it's more to have great people around you, great people that teach you and support you mm-hmm. and who are fucking honest with you. That's the key, man. I think we talked I'm about... Curse. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, we, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, not, we can't go heavy with the curses. <laughs> still a family television program, mm-hmm. but we could throw out a couple mm-hmm. small bombs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do want to be authentic to the person that's on the on the tape. But I was having a conversation with somebody like two weeks ago. It's about the concept of love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think about love in like one facet, you know, romantic or um, having like this big urge or care about somebody. But I think what the conversation was built around was kind of what you said. Was, what if love was just as simple as just like just honesty? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I if I loved you, why would I like lie to you? Totally. You know, I would be completely honest with you. And and sometimes it's hard for people to be honest to everybody, but there's other people that are honest, and it's very simple for them to do that act. And that act can sometimes it's not valued enough. But we don't always have to say like I love somebody and be in a situation where. It's romantic or we feel like passion for them or things like that but we can just do very simple things like be honest um respect people's time mm-hmm. things of that nature just to be just to be given and so when you talk about looking at having that reflect back to yourself 
you know, that honesty has to come back too. Like, this was a good accomplishment. You know, I'm honest with myself to be like, yo, a thousand unique orders is a good accomplishment in six months. I still know I have more to do, but this was this was excellent you know so i think that that self-love for entrepreneurs they we hit ourselves the hardest you know we yeah. look in the mirror and like damn i should be doing this i should be doing that and we're just not giving ourselves enough like true honest feedback and having that self-love about what we're doing and that faith about stepping out so i think what you just said was really key because having honest people in your circle that are not just saying things to say it but saying things and understanding that it may not always be what you want to hear you know, but that's the love piece of it, right? Yeah. Like I'm saying it because I want you to be better at the, at the outcome of it. So yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really deep. Like to talk about it in terms of self love and to talk about it in yeah. terms of love for other people. Because um, you mentioned you're talking about yeah, you mentioned the imposter syndrome with social media and a lot of times social media is the greatest commercial tool that came that's come out I think in mankind you know when you talk about how many things oh. that you can move yeah. and how many people how many impressions but also a lot of people find that they gotta even though they did this accomplishment they have to also get it validated like yeah. on social media so well, there's let me no, post it you know I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no. um, yeah. when you have a product like you know there is like the very simple validation of like when someone gives you their hard-earned money that's like it. that is validated that's validated yeah. you know and so you know you go through like plateaus like with that like the first round like my first email i'm like yes like a lot of friends and family like <laughs> a lot of model. Uh, i'm like but that's you know and so you worry like oh is that all is sustainable? you know yeah that's not sustainable like yeah. how do i reach outside of that bubble yeah. uh, and go out and then you know you go out a little further and it's just like getting a little deeper into the ocean until like you're just like oh i'm treading, I'm treading. <laughs> yeah and and now i'm swimming every um, little step counts that the tread counts yeah every little cell counts and that's the validation that we i mean of course consumer consumers purchasing is the result yeah. of all this work sometimes we look at it as like oh i gotta put this thing up and see how many comments i get on it or how many likes i get on the thing it doesn't make it any less valid you know because some people get a lot of a lot of comments and likes but there isn't a, a purchase decision being made yeah and then the second part is not just that someone buys it then they buy it again buy it again and that's yeah. so that's right now trick. i think the last for the, our first quarter of 2019, yeah. our return customer rate was over 20%. And that's huge. It's huge. It's totally. And that was like a really great like proof of concept. That's huge. Um, and yeah, that was really great. Um, and I hope, I think on Amazon so far, our return rate is like is 10% or return customer rate. Um, so yeah, it's like those little things that keep kind of going. But then there's you know, there's the long-term planning that yeah. just has to be part of everything you do. Oh, absolutely. It's like the global perspective and the micro perspective. And, you know, I just started planning for Q4. You have to. Yeah, you have but to. You it feels like, sneak up on you. how can I, like, you know, but yeah, I have to. <laughs> no, you have to. And I, I think um, going into the last segment, the last seven to ten minutes or so, we could talk about that, like the planning, the future goals for... Um, puzzle so hard and you mentioned like a post that we had about Nipsey and and his ideas that I, I think are really genius for people to understand on an elementary level too is like the brand and your long-term vision they create this arc mm-hmm. that you kind of want to stay in and those today's episode is about passion and values so those values that you have are gonna make those decisions for next quarter quarter four next year a lot more easy to make if we if we stick to those values and stick to those guns of course you always got to pivot on things that work are working and not working but when it comes to brand like you said you know where your brand wants to be you have an idea where you want to end up in q4 which we'll talk about right right now so you know for those that are listening and haven't launched their business or have businesses that they're that they're in right now always remember that you got to have that forward thinking eye you know the end of the year next year what am i what seed am i planting right now that's going to develop and grow and blossom 12 months from now mm-hmm. and 12 months ago when we had our conversations in the office you know in the class fast we're in the time lapse so yeah. now we're here so yeah. you think back on it like damn like the things are actually happening so 
Tell us a little bit about the future, like what's coming up for, for Buzz So Hard. What are some Q4 um, goals that you have? Some that you Q4 hit? goals. So we have like qualitative and quantitative goals. Yeah. Like those quantitative goals are like, hey, I want to sell this much product. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be in this many retailers. Um, the qualitative goals are really the relationship building. Like I want to establish like relationships with this these people. I want to. Um, do quality control stuff. You know, there are, you know, very few things that I don't even think the people that do our puzzles know that I dislike about like our puzzles in really tiny ways. Like yeah. nobody said anything to me, but I'm like, I want to change you that. Internally, like yeah, you I want to make this like a better product. Yeah. And then things that people do like that I think that we can do cheaper that aren't the core of who we are. I was gonna ask you like, what's right now? You've been in the game for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's like? Everybody finds that one thing in the business that's going to take their business to the next stage. That doesn't have to necessarily be like marketing wise, but internally there's like this glitch there like, oh, if I if I can fix this, mm-hmm. maybe my cost per, per unit goes down a lot. Or, yeah. Is there something that you've identified already that, you can, uh, there, that you're yeah, trying to attack? There's two things that I've identified. Yeah. Uh, one is a cost issue. Yeah. Um, and that's just how do you make yourself sustainable and mm-hmm. that like constant need to do like operational efficiencies. Yeah. You know? Um, and then the other has to do with like one of, one of like component of our puzzles. And that's why I'm talking to a new manufacturer, just yeah. to kind of see whether I can try and remedy that thing to make us even more competitive with the successful puzzle companies. Um, so there are things like that. Um, also, you know, we don't want to do just like 1,000 piece adult puzzles. Yeah. So we're looking at 500 piece puzzles. I have a whole kids line that I'm super stoked to, to start doing. Mm-hmm. Um, those will probably be better for you. Uh, <laughs> the hey, 40, they're they're like really chicken struggled. McNugget piece puzzles, like nine piece, 16 piece. Or we, as you can see, piece. we gave up on. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because we got kicked out, right? Uh, right? right? Well, I gave up. I gave up before. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. <laughs> My partner's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, a certain IQ to do with yeah. no puzzle. Mine, mine isn't up there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's expansion. Like, you have to keep growing. So, we don't want to just be, like, one product, accessories, sure. like those kind of things. And, hopefully, I mean, within the next year, um, I need to hire somebody. Yeah. And that's, Stay like, out. yeah, that's a crazy part. But, you know, um, you know, having another person feels like, now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like the the places we could go yeah. uh, just seem immeasurable when you have your know, human power is, is yeah, multiplied. The man hours are multiplied. Oh, yeah, it makes it, it makes totally. It, I mean, you know, that's one of the struggles with being a solo is what do I do today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's so much that has pick to get done. Pick something yeah, <laughs> I just have to like these are all the things that I have to do. Um, and we just posted that the other day, yesterday, two days ago. And somebody commented like, oh, I felt some type of way about being a small Oh, no, you said the, well, number one on the list of <laughs> yeah. reasons why well, small businesses fail <laughs> um, was being solo. The only person, right? Yeah. yeah. And I do think like, but I also, I mean, you got to read it all together, right? Yeah. And it, I go back it's to comprehensive. these like, it's not just kind like, of just like one number thing. two, which yeah. was like, you got to do all the work. Yeah. And so if you're doing all the work, even if it might not be on the time frame, one, be patient with yourself. Oh, absolutely. But then, like, you really know, kind of, you begin to figure out, like, what needs to get done, the flow of everything. Yeah. How frequently I have to post on social media, yeah. like, what's m- most effective, like, how I need to communicate with certain channels and, mm-hmm. you know, and those kind of things. So, um, I don't think either one of those things means you're doomed. No, not you know? at all. Not at it's all. just kind of be conscious of it and it, and it also goes back to surrounding yourself with people you know they don't have to work for you right if they're if they love you yeah and yeah. that's like I, again like you said it's not a it's not a one-shot kill thing i don't think anything that um was on that list or anything that we talk about is an indefinite is a definite like if you do this thing right. you're, you're gone, gone. <laughs> just like just like 48 laws of power it's not like you gotta master all 48 or you have to physically focus on the one it's just a comprehension of do you understand like this is the, these are the elements mm-hmm. and sometimes you may be at a disadvantage you know and so i guess what the communication is is 
more companies struggle to get off when there's only one person that has to figure out how to do all these hats, right. be all these positions. So it'll make it a, it'll make it a lot easier for you to start with a team or have a team come in at some point once you figure out where the need is and once you figure out how to scale. And that I think that's what it was communicating. And like you just said, you went through a whole year just you just. You know, kind of mm-hmm. on your Tom Hanks on the island type drone, right? Mm-hmm. Just like figuring out what's working, how fire's created, mm-hmm. how to get the fish, yeah. how to do this, how to bring it. So now there's some system, there's some sustainability, there's some tasks that you can tell somebody like, hey, this is what I was doing for 12 months. This is how I did it. It's written down. Here's the map for you. You can go do it, and it'll take that load off my plate. I fired myself from that position. Yeah. So it's you have to learn the game. Like you def- definitely have to learn your business inside and out to be able to communicate and manage the next person behind you. So if you're a solo entrepreneur, I don't want you to feel like I'm doomed. That's not the case. The case is you got to learn as much as you can so that you can educate the next person that comes into the fray to, to be able to do what you we're doing but you need to be selling you need to be understanding other things about the business for all those that are starting their business as the lone act miss hope she can tell you um it's 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 tough but it's also really fulfilling too when you can get to you know i bought somebody in the company (laughs) (laughs) i hope that i can pay them (laughs) (laughs) well trident layers gum i think is a good currency that you can use yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) so we're getting towards the end because linda doesn't like super long podcasts so last two minutes two questions Uh number one on a scale of one to ten, how good was our class? I'm just joking. That scale is too small. <laughs> too small. No, but, I mean, did it, did anything that we talked about last year like did, has it helped you in, in kind of finding your way through through the last the, the, the oh the, the twelve months that you there's, just finished? There's no doubt. I mean, I think that there's one. I found someone that I love, like, and I think that loves me, like, and is honest. Yeah. Um, and that is really important. Like, it's really fun to be able to type you 1,000th order and like, yeah, I was, get a, I was cheesing. You know, I was cheesing. Yeah, yeah was cheesing. no, it's really, it's really special. Yeah. Um, and but you know, more towards like the meat of the course. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always constantly talking about fire, and I'm constantly in my mind thinking about not getting wedded to an idea or something that I love just because it was my idea right. or I love it. Um, and you know, and it's really that valuing the company above, um, or putting the company's needs above my own. Yeah. Um, and it sounds elementary, but it's really like, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the really, hardest thing to do, I think, in the business. Yeah, it's really hard to do. And I, I feel like that's something I take all the time and I'm constantly thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly thinking about starting fire and I guess I would more be in like, am I hunting, am I fishing, am I gathering? Right. You know, all of these things like, um, and I am doing those things, even if sometimes I don't use that language all the time. Yeah, I'll go back and I'll be like, person. oh, totally doing that, this stuff. Yeah. Um, and constantly searching for new new channels, yeah. new channels to feed. And, and, and that's, that's really fun um, and nerve-wracking. Because you're, yeah, you're just <laughs> like, oh, I did this thing this month. I got to replicate that. Yeah. But you can't always replicate things. You kind of have to turn a little bit because, yeah. you know channels dry up oh for sure you know it's like the friends and family the first tier dries up you can't Mm -hmm. go back to that well you gotta keep you gotta keep going outside and outside and and really that's how you grow because eventually you look back and you're like oh i just grew all these crops like you know and you just kind of like the rearview mirror and entrepreneurship is like a great view if you can look back you're like oh i really did all of that yeah um the last part linda loves this part so everything we do is for linda when it comes to these podcasts story time so give us like one good story from the last 12 months when it comes to like puzzle so hard and gen hope and just like if one thing that just kind of stands out to you is like yo this was this was this would made it all worth it like leaving um, the job okay and being out here. um what day when is this this is live so i don't know if i want to say this one but i'll say this well, um this we're one, in philadelphia yeah. so i just got a um i'm a tomorrow i'm expecting a po from uh a large science center in philadelphia mm. which as a as someone who grew up around here yeah. 
going through that giant heart, it makes me really excited Ooh, to have my that. puzzles. You did like, text me that. Yeah. Oh, wow. To have my puzzles in this one place. Um, because but you texted me that a couple of weeks ago. I, well, it was like going there was through the relationship the negotiations, was like, yeah, the but tomorrow things. I think the PO is coming. And um, I, one of our uh, retailers, we have a small retailer out of uh, Monterey, Mexico. And uh, they just asked us uh, two weeks ago to be our distributor in all of Mexico. Wait, wait, wait. So you have a re- 12, like, well, 12 months from when we started talking about uh-huh. it, but like six months into like selling. Yeah. You already got an international retailer. Myra, no buts after that. Right? <laughs> no buts. Butt, <laughs> so, no pillows after that. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, listen, I mean, I think two things I can tell you about Jen Hope extremely persistent and extremely dedicated to the craft so it doesn't take any superpower or super ability it just really takes you wanting to learn your craft and wanting to be in the craft and have that passion so i think when we talk about passion and values passion is going to be your your engine mm-hmm. your fuel for like let's say the first 12 months you're really going to you're really gonna live off of passion for the first year, just trying to get out of the cesspool, like try to get the dry land, trying yeah. to figure out what to do. After that, the system has to take over, but in those first 12 months, really allowing that passion and do the long hours, to do the research, to get the relationships, to be on the road, to market, to try to get as many uh, conversions as possible, many conversations as possible with people. And I think Jen embodies that, man, she's tough. You went to go visit one of the artists in Mexico. Yeah. And so, that relationship building is key. Um, man, I'm just so happy to see you. I'm so Thanks. happy to be a part of like Puzzle So Hard's like, story, especially the beginning part. How can they reach you? How can they buy a puzzle? Um, they're not that expensive, guys. It's not like the Nipsey $100 thing. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, what, 24 bucks? I mean, bucks? they could be. They could be. Yeah. Special edition CGM puzzles, $100. But, but there's more than 100 that we made. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, um, how can they reach you? How can they buy? Um, so you can find us on social media uh, at Puzzle So Hard's our Instagram handle, um, our website also puzzlesohard.com. And if you like most everybody shops on Amazon, um, you can type us in Puzzle So Hard in the search engine, and we will come up. Um, you can also email me at info at puzzlesohard.com if you have any questions, including mm-hmm. anything that we talked about today. Um, or if you're an artist and want to share your art, um, always looking for good artists. But I will tell you, like most of the time, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be real about that. Well, yeah, because um, I mean, not not because art isn't good, right? But no, the, it's just the, like the what production, makes a good puzzle, the quality. And the yeah. I mean, she has to order a lot of puzzles, and it has to be like the right mix of things. So yeah, you could be a great um, artist, but maybe it doesn't fit the the distribution part right now that she has going on yeah so. um but yeah that's where you can find us online for sure and you and you guys of course cgm philly on instagram twitter facebook um info at cgm philly if you have any questions cgm philly.com if you want to get a trademark get a registration for your formation or if you want to just talk and see the things that we've done in the past and um go to was it Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, CGM Lounge, search that. We're also on Spotify. Um, This is a great episode. Very happy. I'm excited. Ciao, guys. See ya.